Talk about everything and nothing at the same time Catch us Tuesday afternoon when it goes live Always bringing something different each and every time You know that, you know that Talk about everything and nothing at the same time Catch us Tuesday afternoon when it goes live Always bringing something different each and every time You know that, you know that, you know that Wow. Sorry about that, everybody. I just jumped. I got scared. We got talked to by Zoom in a different voice today. Um, but anyways, everyone, episode 40 of The Wet Town. And we're here with James Prostel Jr., otherwise known to us. He's one of the boys, Jimmy. 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 <laughs> How's it going, Jimmy? Man, man, loving it. But uh, if you guys don't mind, just want to get three things out of the way right, at, right off the start. Um. I know it's said often, but I don't think it's said often enough. Um, a big thank you and appreciation to all the armed forces and, you know, everybody defending this country. You know, it's like, you know, thank you to you guys and, you know, everybody else who's making those kinds of sacrifices and making those efforts because, um, man, I, I can't imagine, you know, all the stuff that um, everyone's going through and um, those who make those sacrifices and ultimate, ultimate sacrifices. Just, yes, um, fairly appreciate that you guys defend our country. Number two. Um, man, I'm really proud of you guys and this, and this podcast, you know, cause I, I remember you talking about it at first and I'm like, oh, okay, well, this isn't going to, you know, kind of whatever, but next thing I know, <laughs> you know, you're talking to some very, you know, um, influential people and, you know, just such a varied world of, you know, guests and the kind of messages that they have. And, um, so really, that brings me to number three. Um, so for all the listeners of the Wet Down podcast, uh, don't worry. This is like an off week, um, you know, having to talk to me. <laughs> Not even in a little bit, everyone. Yeah. Not even. This because, is one um, of the most unique yeah. and like one of, one of my favorite people. Again, so yeah. so, so if you're looking for, for anything impactful and uplifting and, um, you know, you might as well just go somewhere else. Just... <laughs> so fair warning in advance so very much so <laughs> carry on <laughs> whoa whoa kevin's shape shifting kevin over just here. changes the view on us it is our, he's our new tech guy everyone look at him he's like i'm gonna be I'm the one searching stuff today man uh <laughs> computer that i normally use is not available it's being used for an interview for tomorrow so i'm dealing with what i got so i'm working with it Okay. you know it's it's for it's for a greater cause absolutely yeah. absolutely so dookie how's your week been uh it's been it's been all right it's been pretty good anything new uh i decided yesterday that i was gonna um since i moved here we just threw everything in the garage mm. and i got up in the morning and I was like, you know what I'm just going to take everything out of the garage and I'm going to go through everything and I'm going to rearrange it all. Nice. So I did that. Yeah. It took all day. I am very proud of you, dude. Because that's, that's, that's one of the worst chores a dad can have. <laughs> well, well, all right. And plus, like, dude, this garage was so full of spiders, dude. Oh. So full. I had to fight oh. it. I had to fight it, bro. I was like, oh. That's a year of confidence building for you to get in the, that garage to do shit right, while you're right, right. dropping well, the, shit off. It's like Indiana Jones for you, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, fucking but crypt. it's all done and it looks good, so. That's good. Did you vacuum all your spiders? Oh, uh, I swept them. 
Ah, uh, very nice, very nice. Yep. So their so their eggs will just be in your broom now, and as you sweep, you <laughs> get it all over your floor. You're good. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. I wanted it out of the garage and in the house, so it's all good. Okay. Absolutely. Good planning. Good planning. So, right, so right, we're right. on the insect topic. I had to take out a bee's nest about the size of a football. And that oh, was, geez. and that was, they were angry little fuckers too. They were the bald face hornets. <laughs> I'm on the I was pulling some vines and some weeds, just cleaning some pieces and I'm shaking and I'm like, that's a lot of buzzing. But where the hell is that coming from? Like I just mowed over there. Like I'm not, I'm used to being in that area, but I don't hear or see anything. And then all of a sudden, like I'm shaking and I see a bunch of black stuff flying around. I'm like, oh, I, I bet it's got to be small. I'll go get the can. No, it wasn't small. It was it was a good size. And then, you know, landscaping guys were taking a look at the house and he was like, yeah, I'm not going to touch anything over here. He's like, we need he's like, this is going to be hard. <laughs> so I had to go take it on. It wasn't too bad. I only, you know, used two cans of Raid on those fuckers, but they're gone. And it took three nights to do it because it wasn't killing them all. But hey, yeah, dude, these things are just resilient. They, but the best part is there's only one way in and one way out. And the way that their nests are built, it's like the sides of the walls are the house. And then there's a spiral that goes up so they can build floor upon floor upon floor. So that's why they have that one way in, one way out. And they have a bunch of angry fuckers that just sit there and the queen sits on top. If you can break that little tab where she sits, you're all set. And I did. And I got it. But it's still dangerous. And I learned a whole lot. Because nope, I, nope. Everybody's like, where? Wow. How are you going to know about? I Googled a shit ton of everything to know about how these fuckers work before I went to go attack them. Because you got to know enough about those little bastards. I mean, you turn into a ninja when they start swinging it. When they come at you, like, you know, you're trying to hit stuff, but it's not actually happening. And, you know, I didn't want to scare anyone with these knife hands because they're developed. So it would be dangerous. <laughs> Say that again, Jimmy. Looking sharp. Oh, geez. Yeah, they are pretty sharp. <laughs> He's just cutting trees down out there. It's fucking Paul Duncan out there. Yeah. Jimmy, how tall are you? Uh, 6'2". Jesus, fuck. And, and oh. shrinking. Yeah. And but, shrinking. I'm, but I'm getting wider. <laughs> That's Such a life. Right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like, um, kind of embarrassed to say, I'm pushing 280 now. Oh, geez. So we need but, to get you on the ice soon. Yeah, it's it, like it, it needs to happen now. I actually had a game last night, so um, you'd have been proud. Ooh, yeah, um, at, uh, zero tallies, so uh, complete loss. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Those those are the ones where you learn the most. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like all right. Yeah, right. Just, uh, when you don't touch the puck a lot, that's when you figure it all out. Kevin knows, right? You understand? <laughs> uh, I understand completely. Yeah, there, Kevin put him pulled himself one night, guys. So for the little bit of background, he had one night where he was hey. wasn't touching the puck and it wasn't finding, yeah. and he was putting himself off sides and doing things. He, he had to call himself a night. Everybody has one of those. I had one too, not too long ago. Yeah, I wasn't. I was. I knew I was better than that. I was not feeling it. I'm like, I'm not going to torture myself any longer. I'm just going to pull myself off. That's it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start calling that biling. Yeah, that's what happened. You biled mm-hmm. right there. Simone biled. Yep. You, you mentally yep. collapsed Pulled while you're doing out. the one thing you know exactly. how to do pretty well. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. those those are the worst feelings in the world. But anyways, everyone, what a bright week. This this guy, Jimmy. <laughs> I can't wait to hear some of the next some like some of the stories you've got. We're gonna have a great time. We're gonna head into our break here. Everyone, stay tuned into the power of editing. This is the Wet Down Podcast.
<laughs> Did it again. <laughs> All right, everybody. And we're back. Episode 40 with James Prostel Jr., otherwise known to us as Jimmy. Jimmy, tell us about you, man. This is the this part of the show is where we just kind of hang out. We just talk and it's really all about you and the floor is yours. I mean, if you want to give everybody a brief introduction and you can tell how we all met in some sort of way, if you want, kind of, yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of hilarity to it. Yeah, I think, um, I think we'll, we'll pretty much start with that. And so um, name is yeah. James Proctor Jr. Just like uh, I said before, and, um, you know, been working there in the airport for the last 20 years and, you know, kind of straight out of the high school, you know, just a um, random normal guy and for some uh, ungodly reason i've been um lucky enough to have been in the racing world for the last eight years and um for the last five years um been in the hockey world too and which is a um, a little bit strange for you know for those listening on the podcast um i'm a person of color um more of a golden brown than uh than you know anybody else and um now to kind of get your side of it too because um i guess we'll start with the hockey thing so what was it um nhl 16 yeah it had to do we were playing way back yeah. then yeah something. so yeah yeah so five years ago and um for those who don't necessarily play the ea sports games there's um you know a mode online where you go, you do a drop-in you you kind of play a certain part of a team and i guess what kind of started it was um I ended up in a room with with uh, with Macho here, and I played defense. And what ends up happening in a lot of these games is, you know, there's no consequences to to your actions. So instead of everybody playing the role you're supposed to play, you've got five guys charging after the puck. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he notices that uh, Teal over here is actually, you know, defending and and you know being doing what what the fuck he's supposed to do. <laughs> and um i got probably the biggest compliment in the world because he goes hey you're good enough for my team i said oh well well thank you (laughs) (laughs) like i I did i didn't realize the scouts were out yeah so um but uh, but you know the the amazing thing to me though and um i guess it'll really make a little bit more sense um as i go on here but um you know i log in 10 minutes later we never meet you know, one of those kind of deals. And why that's significant is, um, you know, I started playing more and more games with uh, with Aaron and um, Dookie over there and um, all their buddies and come to find out, you know, they're all Marines and, you know, they've, they've played real hockey with each other and, you know, they've, their lives have intertwined so much. And then here's me, this other guy just kind of floating around in the ether here. So, I want to say maybe about the man tenth game, you know we're playing. He goes, man, you're, you know you're pretty good at this. Um, how long have you played real hockey? Like, I don't know how to skate. <laughs> I don't know a single piece of equipment. I've never played this game out, you know, outside of, um, you know, when I was like twelve or thirteen, we used to play in the backyard. So, um, from Michigan. So I mean, it's that's that's like the equivalent of everybody playing soccer everywhere else. So I mean. Yeah. 
playing oh. hockey in your backyard with your friends in your neighborhood like that's just the wish that's the michigan winter thing to do isn't it well well i'll, I'll, I'll put i'll put it this way it wasn't michigan winter it was michigan summer oh that too <laughs> michigan summer hockey okay and you know hockey. using you know the chain league fence as as our as our net i'm playing goal with not a single thread of um goaltending equipment so it's like yeah i was i was braver than i knew dude they goldberg you man i can't believe it no what asshole well, friend you myself Oh, you Goldberg'd yourself? Yeah. All right. You know, ca- you know, catching these, um, you know, street hockey pucks barehanded. Like, yeah. Oh, you're it's, a it's savage, a, dude. You're going to bear claw for a hand anyway. Yeah. It's a miracle you're alive, right? So, 10th, 11th game, you know, going forward, you know, anytime anybody new played played with us, I was always introduced as Jimmy, the guy that doesn't know how to play hockey, Right. Which pissed me the fuck off because you know it's like I, I know how to play this game. I know what I'm doing. I can figure this out. Say rocket science. So it got to the point where you guys started talking about Lake Placid, and um, you know, I guess was it every year you guys go? We do. Yeah, every, go. We do every year. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, there's been one or two years where one of us or two of us have had to skip out, but it's okay. usually it's last year COVID. Obviously, this sure. year. It's on. We were told that it's on. We've got people booking things. Oh, We've been contacted, so we're we're set, man. So now it's time to get up there and roll. Okay. Yeah, yeah definitely happy for you guys. Except that, um, yeah, Jimmy, you know, you, sh- you should come out and play with us. I'm like, don't escape. <laughs> don't have any equipment. Oh, you can pretend to be the coach or something. I said, okay. You know what? That's it. That's it. I know what I'm going to do now. So... Um, I, don't know guys, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but there's this um, league called Hockey North America, and they have several leagues throughout the country and um, Canada as well. And they have a beginner program. So, you know, you learn how to skate, you learn how to play the game, you start a team, you know, that whole, that whole thing. And um, so, yeah, 2016, I took skating lessons and... By 2017, we're go- we're going secretly in too. By the way, secretly, he wasn't telling us yeah. any. Oh yeah, so th- so that, that was that was my thing. Was you know what? I'm not gonna tell him shit. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna you know show what with. Uh, I was like, oh well, you know, I've been dabbling, and then um, take one ship and just fucking take off, right? That that was my goal. What I didn't realize, holy fuck, <laughs> hockey is hard. Hockey yeah. is really hard on a 33 year old. That that has been athletic for the last you know fifteen years, not a good idea, but um, but no per- persevered through that, and um, the amazing thing to me was um, as much as I was focused on trying to get ready for Placid and and doing all this stuff, I actually ended up being um, you know the one of the assistant captains for you know for the team, and trying to lead things through there, and um, the, by the next year I'm. The captain bows out. I'm captain now. And it's like, God, I'm in charge of this team. I'm in charge of trying to do all this other stuff where like Fuck three years ago. Up. It's hard. I, 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 I had I had nothing. But now it's like not only am I, you know, leading this team, I'm um we ended up going to Toronto as one of the um team champions in 2019. Um got our asses kicked, but uh <laughs> <laughs> That that's you know that that's life in the big city, but just to have gone through that and the only reason any of this started is because of you. <laughs> so 
<laughs> this is all your fault. Thank I mean, thanks, but I guess you know you're welcome to at the same time because <laughs> it's only made you that much more fun and it's created a new void for you when it's gone, doesn't it? Oh yeah. And the the, the amazing part was um about I want to say either the first or second year, they um they asked, Hey James, what do you want to oh actually what ended up happening was um they have a meeting for the beginner um you know candidates so i said you know what after my first year i was going to go to the next beginners um you know meeting and just really just be like a testimonial as to you know how much you learn how much fun you'll have you know that kind of stuff here's what your jerseys look like blah 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 and what threw me off at the end of it and they said oh, um would you want to help teach the beginners have you seen me skate <laughs> So <laughs> uh, I am pretty much the um, perfect um, embodiment of a beginner hockey player. I can kind of do stuff. He's but, hustling uh, everyone right now. I got GoPro yeah, videos. He's yeah, awesome. him yeah, scoring wraparounds, goals. He moves. <laughs> he floats like Muhammad Ali. Ali out there. Oh, God. Across that ice. Yeah, yeah, so, I'm sorry. Like. I said, just the persistency that you showed that you, if you want to do something, you went out and did it. Oh yeah. And now you're, now you're being a captain of this team and you're doing all these programs like that. That's fucking legit. Like that's what hockey is all about. So right there. Um, I don't know if you, you guys ever watched those um, like exercise videos where obviously there's the um, guy teaching the, the program and then you've got nine or 10 people following up, following along. But there's one guy right next to the instructor that's kind of doing the intermediate style. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm the one doing uh, knee push-ups, right? So, <laughs> like, I'm the one that helps the beginners not feel so bad when, uh, you know, when they're fucking up because you're, you're still doing better than I am. But, um, but no, it, it's, it's been, it really has been great because um, it's great exercise for, you know, for one, obviously. Yeah. But, um I guess just the, the biggest thing is like, I, I can't believe I'm doing this. And, um, you know, one experience, one experience. It's like living at a fast pace, right? Like in your mind, like you, there's nothing faster, but nothing slower, really. Like when you're really into it and like when you've got that focus, dude, at least this is how it is for me. I'm trying to put it into words when I'm right. out on a shift or doing whatever, everything's going so fast for the people watching. And then while you're doing it, it's even, it's happening even faster for you. But for me, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like it's slowing down. Like it's well, moving so quick for me, but it's so much slower in my point of view than it is for everyone else. I don't know. I've watched it. I've watched this videos of it and seen film and it's in, it's just, I don't know. Like, I'm like, man, like I was going that quick. Like I didn't realize I was going that quick. You know, I felt like I was barely moving. Well, that's the thing. One of the things that helps you is that you've got hair. Um, so when it's, when the wind's blowing through both my strands, um, like I know I'm really moving, but, um, <laughs> you know, what, what was really cool was, um, Oh yeah. Did that, did I tell you about the Darren McCarty, um, Jersey? no you didn't you got oh this has got to be good darren mccarty for all of our michigan fans sorry <laughs> and so, our red wing fans sorry dookie I, I know i know but go ahead <laughs> well, i didn't even say anything it's good <laughs> he's, he's from toledo <laughs> yeah 
So with an uh at the end. How do you spell that? With an uh. Yeah. Holy duh. <laughs> so it's just so um, we'll kind of go into a, another couple stories when they kind of intertwine. So the one of the years at the Detroit Grand Prix, uh, Darren McCarty was um, the Grand Marshal, you know, for our races. So he's the one doing start gentleman search your engines and all that kind of stuff. But in the middle of it, he's also doing autograph sessions in, at the middle of the island. So of course, I'm going to bring my, you know, my um, Motor City Fuel jersey. And um, but I'm number 25, so it's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely bringing this. And um, you know, we're you know we're talking hockey, all this all, all this cool stuff, and um, uh, kind of explain to them how everything started. You know, where it's just the just the weirdest thing that the only reason I'm playing is because I played a video game three years ago. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? Writes on there, you know, to my pal James, you know. No, no matter how you got started, it's for the love of the game. And I'm like, oh shit. So yeah, it's hanging back here in uh in my basement here. Just like, oh, it's so awesome. You know, but the only reason I met him was through all the racing stuff, which I guess um maybe we pivot towards that. I mean, yeah, dude. If you want yeah, to talk how, about racing, how did we can you talk get into racing. Oh, so you hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick. Yeah. Evan, he's got a fucking simulator. Okay. Oh. Like, yeah, yeah, he doesn't play like, when it when it comes. He to don't. Racing. He don't just play like. Yeah, he's not playing Wreckfest with his boys. Like he's he's doing some. He's shit. got his cockpit. Yeah, it's 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 serious. So like fucking Maverick over here, dude. Look, yeah, it's it's insane. So here, here's 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 the deal. Um, you ever heard the the phrase you know dress for the job you want, not the one you have? Absolutely so, no, but I have now. Oh, really? <laughs> so stupid me. Um, 2013, there was a NASCAR Xfinity Series race at this race course called Mid-Ohio. So, you know, two, two and a half hours away from me. No big deal. But I can't just go to a race. I found a guy on eBay selling his um, picker uniform. So I had the shirt, embroidered pants, whole nine yards, 50 bucks. Here we go. And I get there. Man, I'm just I'm just playing it up you know, bullshitting like you wouldn't believe. At least 10 or 12 groups of people thought I was somebody. So I'm shaking hands, taking pictures with them. <laughs> and um, whenever my story gets a little bit too deep, oh, sorry, I got to go. Take off. Man. My publicist is waving me over. <laughs> you know, man, my, I like it. I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm on borrowed time here. I, I, I got to run. I got to run. Got to go. So there's that. Having fun with that. Well, there was an autograph session for this series called Trans Am. And half of their drivers were like, oh, wow, you got time off of your team to come see us? Oh, I'm just an odds and ends guy. You know, I'm just taking it all in. You know, playing it up like you wouldn't believe. So the last driver asked me, hey, are you on Facebook? So yeah, you know, and then after the race, he's sharing the, the, the pictures I took with those particular drivers. I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, that's as far as it's going to go, right? So a few months later, I get a message from him. He goes, um, what do you think about working with a race team when we're back in your area? I said, oh, <laughs> I need to make sure you know, I don't know anything. <laughs> you know, I'm just, you know, <laughs> playing a part, you know. But um, he goes, you know, we're a small team. And if you don't mind coming out, we don't mind having you. So obviously it's a purely volunteer gig. But 
hey, you know what? This is um, this is how you get in. You so, start yeah. somewhere, man. Whether it's the ice or this or something, you gotta so, start somewhere. So I, I've always believed that um, you know everything happens for a reason. I still don't know why, but <laughs> um, but no, 2014 rolls around and like he's dead serious. He he wants me to come to these racetracks. So I've driven out to um, Bowmanville, Ontario. So that's like uh, another hour north of Toronto. Um, so that was my first race there and um, come to find out that the entire race team is the driver, the crew chief and me. Like, that's it. Nice. So, so it's like you, you better learn and <laughs> you better learn now. But, um, you know, luckily for me, uh, the, the way the races were, you know, by the time you need to take a pit stop, you, you've lost. So there's there's no real pressure as to having to change a tire or, or fuel up right now and learn all this. Like, no, I was, I was never really put in any real danger, but I got to get into that world where, man, everybody, and I don't know, and this is kind of like my mantra for the next four or five years was, why is everybody so nice to me? <laughs> you know, but um, one of the things that I was kind of learning was that hey you know you're a you're a person of color in a world that doesn't have much of it you know and um what i like about you dude i don't mean to stop you here but i gotta tell you dude i know why you're a likable guy and people want to talk to you (laughs) it's because of who you are like we didn't know who we didn't know what you looked like when we heard your voice I mean, we, there was a part of that story when we talked that was left out a little bit where people <laughs> were throwing around some like bad, some very bad words and you fucking slapped them down, but you slapped them so professionally. And you were just like, listen, man, we're not all that bad. <laughs> and people right. are like, what? And he goes, yeah, I'm black. Like, and everybody <laughs> shut up. So, I mean, we can, re- we can alleviate that awkward moment, but that's what I liked about you right then and there. You weren't afraid to say shit to anybody, but at the same time, I had no clue that you were like, none of us knew. And it's, that's, you were just, we liked you for who you were and what you talked about, man. And like, for what you would say, how you acted, you were polite as fuck and you always treated us with respect. So why wouldn't we like, re- right. You know, right. Yeah. Oh, and you were always 100% the most genuine person whenever it came to whatever we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just made everything so much more smooth and easier and i guarantee you that's exactly why everybody well it's just and, so and nice to you dude and that's that's the thing you know you you, got, you you get back what you put in right and um to kind of go back to um, aaron's point on the nhl game um one of the things i've kind of really noticed is that you know in the public eye you know everybody's going to say the right things and do do the right things and you know bspc is they have to be you know but you know, as far as playing NHL, whatever year, well, you know, there's not a lot of us playing that, that game, right? So it's a safe space for those who might have, you know, um, things against racial stereotypes or, um, you know, so like, oh, well, you know, we're, we're in the, we're in the boys club, we're in the locker room here. Yeah. I can say whatever the, where the hell I want. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? No. And, um, one I mean, of the things that their shitty locker room talk, like our locker room talk was never that. So, I mean, luckily, thankfully, but that's, that's where we're at. <laughs> but, um, you know, one of the things that, that kind of really helped me and I'm really thankful for was uh, my parents put me in a lot of um, private schooling growing up, 
which um, on one hand meant that I did get better education than I probably would have in public school. But it also meant that for almost everything we did, I was a black kid, <laughs> you know? So um, what I learned from that is that um, race is an issue, but it doesn't always have to be the issue, right? So I can show up to a place that, um, you know, statistically I shouldn't be, but you know what, I'm here anyway, what are you gonna do about it? You know, you can either uh, love me or love me. That's the, those are the only options I'm gonna give you. But, um, <clears throat> and I can yeah. tell you, everyone loves you, dude. I, oh, I mean, but I, out of confidence, I've come to you before and been like, hey, man, like I, I know that we've never talked, but we've talked for two, two or three years every night, you know, for as long as we could remember. Like, you, right. I think you know me pretty well, and you get to hear a side of things that not everybody gets to hear. So, hey, guess what? Like, if I want to ask you a question in confidence, I can ask that and be like what do you think i should do and i, I want to know your opinion because you're like sometimes you're so intertwined but you're still so far like we don't see it as like far out but you're far ahead at least that's the way i saw it like i'm your age of when we met you <laughs> so yeah. like now yeah. so well, to see what's changed in five years is interesting because you know <laughs> i don't see you very we don't talk very much you said it yourself during our break. We 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 used to talk every night, and now yeah. it's, we'll text each other, and we won't hear from each other for days. But I know you're alive, and you know I'm alive, <laughs> so that's all that matters. We check in once in a while. You'll send us yeah. a video from from hockey. Same thing with Dookie, you know, and play a game of chill. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, come, that, that, like just that's to, just to wind night. down. Oh, okay. That works. <laughs> it, it's it's happening. I, I have to psych myself up to it because, um, man, I am going to be rusty. Oh, dude, it's, it's, you know, it's the wind down time, the time with the boys. I mean, I've, this is for, I'm sure most of our, like women now, or most women will understand that, or if they don't, they should, that this is the best thing for your significant other to be doing, because yeah. I can think of a whole lot of other shit that oh, I yeah. used to do that was really <laughs> fucking bad all the time. <laughs> all the time so yeah. i can put a little bit of my wind down time and focus at home and not the bar pounding shit yeah. you know i'm gonna stay here and do this this is so much cheaper and actually way more relaxing than than going out and actually thinking that i was having a good time doing all of that stuff you know so cheers to that, that. <laughs> i mean great. Yeah, it's it's got to be managed though. If you don't manage it, it can it can destroy you. Obviously, everybody knows that. Um, but if you use it in a constructive way, like we do, then there's definitely not a problem with it. And plus, your racing simulations, dude, I would do that over hanging out with us all the time anyway. <laughs> dude, yeah, that thing is insane. So, um, do you so guys saw this thing? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, not man. in person not no, yet i'm no, sure we will dookie will be yet, the first person to get to see it yeah, in person probably because he's the he's <laughs> the one that's crazy. the closest right now so, so dude it's crazy yeah i tried one of those once i was at the long beach grand prix and they had it okay. out of like the track that they're racing on i don't know if you're too familiar with that track but oh yeah uh, it, it's yeah it was insanely difficult i was like i did one lap in and i'm like yeah this is not working out yeah <laughs> And do you just do open wheel or is, do you do stock? Or do you do all that stuff on your, on your simulation? Yeah, so, Sorry if we got nerdy for people, but they love this kind of <laughs> shit. I mean, we had, we, we had some comic con, we had some good stuff. That's really helped a lot. We've built some following. We got to give it to everybody. 
So, I mean, it's going to cover everything in the description of what we got. So fill them out, boys. <laughs> so run with it, Jimmy. Go ahead. Open uh, wheel so, stock. So I guess I'm really going back to, um, you know, working with the race team, you know. So obviously it's a, it's a small team where we're running this, this, um, this Mustang, but, you know, the budget's so bad that we're, you know, we're, we're you know, we're racing with used tires and um, it's like, we just, we just don't really have a legitimate shot, you know, and then and, and it's, it's nothing against the team or, or anything like that, but, you know, we're just trying to scrimp and save and just enough to, to, um, to get on the grid. Yeah. So the struggle's real, man. Yeah. The, the, the struggle is real. Struggle's so, real. <laughs> you know, we went, um, worked at a race in Canada, went to Wisconsin, went to, you know, back to mid Ohio and the driver's like, Hey, um, you know, what's your next race? I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm basically using all the vacation time I can. I'm paying these hotels and meals. Like, I think this is probably it for me this year. And um, one of the things that hit me most was the driver goes, well, hey, um, the races you're not at, everybody asks about you. And that really hit me that, um, yeah, you know, yeah. I could I'm probably the most insignificant, you know, person out here. And yet all the drivers they're, they're you know, they're checking my Facebook and they're asking me about stuff that, you know, that I posted like, um, like, Hey, did you get your bumper fixed? Like, wh why do you care? You know, <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the amazing thing though, was like, they paid attention to that guy that was just bubbly and, you know, grabbing tires and, and pushing fuel and hardworking. Uh, yeah. I was, hey, I was, I was, I was running. Doing, so, um, <laughs> As far as figuring it out, I um, ended up making my way to Daytona that year. So, um, and it, it amazes me that, you know, I'm sitting on pit road at day freaking Tona <laughs> where, you know, a, a year ago I had absolutely nothing to do with anything outside of just being a big racing fan. So with the kind of budget and, and the um, experiences that the, the team had, 2015 rolls around everything's kind of done and i'm thinking i'm done you know it's like i i was glad to have done it all right cool you know moving on right so i get a message from trans am the league itself they said hey james what's the what's the next race you're going to i said well i don't have a team you know well um what's your experience in race events i said well i've been to enough races to understand what's going on so um, point in the right direction. I'm pretty sure I could figure it out. So next thing I know, going to Lime Rock Park in, Park in Connecticut, you know, kind of around your, your neck of the woods. And, um, you know, a little bit of negotiation here and there, obviously still being a volunteer, you're not getting paid for this. But I'm one of the first people in about, I think they said 15 to 20 years that they put a official shirt right on that day. So that's insane. I'm like, it, it, it really is. And um, it, it all stemmed from them seeing me in the paddock before and um, basically how you treated people. And they're like, hey, you know, um, we've, had, we've had plenty of volunteers before, but we usually just throw them a, a T-shirt, call it a day. But the way that you carry yourself is like, you know, you're going to be a good representation, you know, of our company. And I'm like, <laughs> the hell I am, you know, but. Uh... <laughs> Absolutely, man. So, um, you know, 
I'm going from just just another spectator to next thing I know, um, like one of my duties is handing trophies to you know to the winners. Um, so, a um, little bit of advice: if you do end up in a position where you're handing um, you know trophy a trophy and or champagne to a race winning driver. <laughs> Do Get not <laughs> do not give the champagne directly to that driver. Yeah. I ended up reeking <laughs> of alcohol that I don't even drink. Oh man, <laughs> gotta but, be a terrible experience. But it was, it, it, kind it was, of cool. it was actually the, the exact opposite. It, you know, because um, like man, again, like what what am I doing here? What how am I in the, in this position? <laughs> so. You know, I'm going from you know Connecticut to Mid Ohio again, Road America and um, Daytona again. It's like so 2016. You know, um, we end up finding out that Trans Am racing in Detroit. So here comes the Bell Isle race. You know, this is the race I've been to every year since 1996. Oh, and you know, so that's that's when the 13 year old me saw an IndyCar live for the first time. So it's like, yeah. All, all of the, um, you know, a lot of the volunteers know me because, you know, I'm that guy, you know, walk around. Andretti everywhere. was still racing then, right? Back then right. in 96. I said Andretti, one of the, or the main Andretti was running then still. Yep. Yeah. Then. So, um, yeah. So Mario had, had retired, but Michael Andretti's going yeah. and, um, well, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. And, um, but what was kind of cool was, um, so all the volunteers that worked there, um, you know, the kid from up, you know the um wild wilderness explorer yeah, yeah that's how i looked because i had my backpack and all kinds of snacks and shit and like i'm loaded down i'm I'm ready for you know a day of adventure you went searching for kevin yeah. <laughs> much. he's right there <laughs> i was i was i was going to help him cross that road god damn it he's on mute oh. and he doesn't realize it it's fine <laughs> talking shit back to you and he's not <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, you were looking for me, the one that looks like the bird that happens to ironically be named Kevin. So <laughs> worked out perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta let me fly, man. Right. Uh, Sorry, spread spread those wings, buddy. Absolutely. Well, Jimmy's flying right now, so keep going. All right. So so yeah, you know, I'm used to going there as a spectator, but I'm showing up as um, you know, as an actual worker there. And um one of the key things that one of the mentors that I had kind of teaching me to um, to work with Trans Am was like, hey, you know, anytime you, you're 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 working with the track specialists or volunteers or anything like that, you know, treat them like royalty because you never know, you know, how they're going to help you out in a pinch. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to 2021, and I'm no longer you know, employed with Trans Am, unfortunately. And I'll, I'll, I can kind of come back to that if, if we need to, but sad times, man. Uh, <laughs> and, but um, I don't know, I don't know if we talked about it or not. We did. Uh, we talked about it briefly, but it wasn't obviously on the air or anything like yeah, so, catch up, but it was, I think it wasn't too long ago. I think might've been six or seven months ago when we talked, like, I think it was like Christmas time it was the last time we actually were together. Right guys. I think it had oh. to around then okay so yeah. so this this is this is relatively new so i showed up to the grand prix this year so this was like really a month ago no nah, really two months ago really by now and um 
you know, I showed up there on Friday, had absolutely no connection with any teams or, you know, anything running that weekend. And I ran to some of the volunteers that I worked with while I was with Trans Am. And, you know, helping with a couple things here and there. We're lifting the podium for, you know, for the uh, winter circle and that kind of stuff, getting it in place. And they're like, hey, you know, do you, would you want to volunteer in the future? So, you know, we're talking like next year, year after that. It's like, oh, you know, that'd be kind of cool, you know. But all of a sudden, what are you doing this weekend? Okay, now we're talking. Mm -hmm. So I went from, you know, expecting to watch the race on my couch to where now I'm standing on the start finish line. Um, because before the before the races, they have these trucks that you know, um, parade the drivers around. And mm. one of my jobs that weekend was to help the drivers in and out of those trucks. <laughs> like, how does this happen? You know, like, wow. what, what is going on? And, but, um, but no, it's just, I've been very, very fortunate. Yeah. I mean, but, it's all because of the good you put out, man. Like yeah. the more good you push, the more yeah. good you're getting. Like, that's what we've been noticing. I've really noticed. We talked about it a lot in the beginning. And then, you know, we've talked about it too. Imposter syndrome comes in, kicks you in the nuts. And then it, you feel like you're not good enough for something or you feel like you're not able to do this. Like, this isn't what you're supposed to do. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. Like, I mean, your confidence all of a sudden comes back. And then you're just out there crushing things. And life, like, you're happy. You're smiling. You're seeing people at the grocery store. You're like, good morning, good afternoon. You, yes. hold, you hold the door for somebody. Yep. Like, universe fucking thanks you and that's how it thanks you by giving some more shit back you know at least that's oh, yeah. how i think it is i'm not well, overly spiritual and religious but you know well, the way I mean, you just present karma, yourself. yeah and that's that's kind of the, kind of the thing like um you know kind of like you're alluding to there um the first race i was at you know as a as a crew member they had an autograph session and um one of the things i noticed was like there was nobody at the end um, you know, rolling the posters up and, you know, putting rubber band around it. Just, just real simple awesome. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm grabbing these posters, rolling them. Hey, here you go. Thanks for coming out. Have a great day. You know, just, just half an hour of this. Yeah. And the, the chief steward of the, um, of the series, he goes, Hey man, thank you. I was like, I didn't do anything. He goes, no man, you know what you did that, you know, that that's going to mean a lot to somebody. And Next thing I know, that's the guy I'm, I'm working for the next three years. Mm. And it's like, um, man, you, you, you never know. You never know. Yeah. You, you, you never know. And um, for, for those who need to hear it, and I guess technically I'm one of them, um, you have more worth than you know. Yeah. And um, you, have, you have to give yourself credit yeah. at a certain point. Mm -hmm. But... You're uh, so <laughs> this is why this is why you're around us man <laughs> so, no, it, it, god so, um trying to think of what what else is there to really um uh, oh we have about. a lot trust me don't worry i i haven't lost any anything okay so walk, any, the walk to end your your walk to end alzheimer's, alzheimer's. okay so talk to um, us please do you do you, do you remember do you remember the car i do i remember your purple car Okay, so um, it, was, it was a red one, but yeah, yeah um, so unfortunately she's, she's dead. Oh. She's dead. But <laughs> let me tell you about the, um, so 
and working with the with Trans Am, I had to be a member of the Sports Car Club of America, which meant that, um, amongst other things, I can auto, you know, I'd be able to enter in autocross races. So that's where you're kind of weaving in between cones and all this other stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. Try to set the fastest time in your class. So I had a 2004 Ford Focus. This is this is not a race car. This is not anything that anybody's going to you know take a second look at. But um, it's interesting too because you're such a big man. So it's like it's it's like Shaq driving a fucking smart car. (laughs) Well, it's it's like that that time on The Simpsons where I think uh, Homer you know rear ends somebody in a compact car. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Yeah. my kid is obsessed with The Simpsons as of late. So, (laughs) dude, it's insane. Yep, you're right. At least, at least you're raising them right. He found it on his own, man. He was like, one day he asked me for a slingshot, and I was like, why do you want a slingshot? He goes, Bart has one. I was like, where did you see Bart? He goes, a commercial for Butterfinger, which was his new favorite chocolate for just a day. And then he realized that he didn't like it. It got stuck to his teeth like everything else. So he's like, I don't want this. He's like, I'm not going to keep eating this. And then he's like, can I watch an episode of that? And I looked at her, I looked over and I was like, oh, God. I was all alone. I had no guidance. And I'm like, he's six and a half. I'll give him one episode. I'll let him try it. I was probably seven or eight when I started watching it. So I don't understand the adult shit. Now I understand the adult. But then I just noticed that Bart was a bad kid and just said cowabunga. I didn't know any of the other stuff. Um, But yes, your Ford Focus. Keep going, please. Yeah. So, um, you know, I started entering these autocross races and I'm not, I'm not going to win anything, you know, like, um, like there is, the, the biggest upgrade I had on that car was the windshield wipers. But um, in working, <laughs> I'm like, is he taking rain, me seriously? Were they the Rain X ones? The $50? Oh, man. Like, like, hey, I have no. They're good. Quick, we're not sponsored by Rain X and we're not trying to ruin a sponsorship with Rain X. <laughs> if they were that good and they were the most expensive ones on Jimmy's right. car, then that means they were fucking good. That's right. You know, freaking visibility, right? If you can't see where you're going, you're not going to go that fast. So one of the things that um, one of my um, you know duties with Trans Am was um, doing decal checks. So all those little contingency stickers you see on those race cars, you know, um, all of those sponsors paid to be on those cars. So it was a requirement that, you know, they had everything on there. Now, I ended up with a few of those um you know, those stickers, I don't know how, but, um, they, you know, they ended up on, on the car, but, um, just to kind of keep things a little bit shorter, um, end up losing my mother-in-law due to uh, complications with, uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. And, um, you know, one of the things we looked at was, you know what, why not, you know, sticker this car as if it were a race car. So got decals made for the walk trans Alzheimer's, you know, put them on the, put them on the car. And um, even on my iRacing stuff, um, a lot of my cars I have on there um, are kind of based on the same kind of thing to try and spread awareness to it. Because um, as hard as it is on those that have been, you know, diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it's really just as hard, if not harder, on those um, taking care of that person. Because, you know, all of a sudden, they don't know who you are. And um, that's why it can be scary, man. Just, yeah, that, and, that, and that's why I always go with the mantra of, you know, memories matter because um, they do, you know, um, you spend a lifetime trying to 
make things memorable and, and have that taken away from you that that's a, that's a real crime yeah absolutely dude yeah but you get so to, i like to think that you get it all back in the end oh yeah and um but the the funny part is like sometimes i forget what i looked like driving in this car and um like i'll go to a drive through it's like wow is that your car I'm like I, I i didn't steal it man do you know all the races <laughs> no <laughs> no i do not <laughs> oh my god man you're you're you and your zingers that's another reason we've kept you around for so long dude. like anytime he it, for anyone when jimmy just pops into any sort of party or social setting his words would be like yo hey <laughs> well i learned that from very subtle oh uh, yeah you got that from kit that is very true kitty kitty's taught a lot to everybody i guess you can say him and his right? His his tenuous grasp on the English language that he has, <laughs> you know, um, uh, so I should say to, to the least anyway. Um, right. But, go, you know, Jimmy, you're an impactful guy. So out of the kind words that you gave us, we'll give you your tummy stick moment. Dookie, get, say something nice about Jimmy for him, please. <laughs> give him give him Jeez. something. Give him give him a tummy stick moment right here on the spot. I know you can. Kevin's next. Well, the one thing I will say is that I'm very happy that you're getting all these great blessings back because, dude, you're just one of those people that I've always known that it's 100% always going to try to lift you up. And I just want to thank you for that. And then thank you for coming on the show today. Oh, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. I mean, pretty much, dude, the way you present yourself, the way you portray yourself to others, you know, it's just, I wish there was a lot more people like you in this world where we can all use it, and especially at a time right now. So thank you for being on the show and thank you for being who you are. Oh, um, no, th thank you. And in fact, um, one of the things that Aaron was talking about was like, hell, you know, I want you to be one of the first guests on the show. I'm like, the, the hell for? <laughs> you know, because <laughs> like, um, I don't really have anything to talk about or, or anything like that, but, um, you know, we just talked for an hour and you didn't think it was about much, but I'm going to tell you right now, I get messages pretty frequently from different people all over. And they say, dude, like this guy was awesome. This person was great. This person helped me. And I'm not going to name drop the ones that have been, that have said it, but I know that there's been people that have been in contact with the people that are here. So if, don't be yeah. surprised if someone comes and finds you on Facebook or wherever you're at because oh. of just to help, even if it's somebody that wants to learn something about racing, that is, that's afraid to just go and ask someone you're an approachable guy, dude. I could ask you about, I feel, I know that I could ask you anything. You're like that yeah. wise guy that I didn't know that isn't going to make fun of me for what I'm going to ask you. And even if you do, it's going to be very gentle. It's not going to be like my, like somebody being like, Oh dude, like get the fuck away from me. You'd be like, Oh dude, you're okay. Like that's, that's your mantra, man. It's so gentle. Uh, I guess there, yeah, you're very humble. Uh, I guess there's, there's really, really two, two things, um, I guess kind of left and I don't really want to take up too much more time. Oh no, but, you're fine, man. We got it. We got about we got a little bit of time. You're good. Okay. So um, I want to go back to uh, Detroit uh, a couple years ago, and um, I guess really just one of the most amazing moments um, that I didn't even realize at the time was going to be. Um, so again, one of my jobs was making sure all the cars had the right decals. So I've got my little clipboard, and I'm standing in front of a car, you know, you know, take, you know, taking these notes. And I notice in my peripheral vision, there's a guy with a camera. And he's he's aiming, and I'm like, oh he's probably taking a shot of this car. So I, so I back up and next thing I know, the camera lens is following me. 
And I'm like, what's what's going on here? Girl paparazzi, <laughs> man, you famous. <laughs> no, but um the but no, what what um because you know I tell him like, oh hey man, sorry, just trying to get out, get you know, get out of your shot. And he goes, No, I'm taking a picture of you. He goes, So well, then you know, he was um, come to find out, you know, he's he's black as well. And he's going like, hey, you know, there aren't a lot of us doing this, right? And um the the paddock can feel like a place where you you know you know you might not necessarily feel like you belong because you're not seeing a lot of yourself right mm -hmm. and um next thing i know he comes back with his um you know like four or five year old niece and i'm kneeling down taking a picture with her and and you know she has no idea what the hell's going on but he's <laughs> like you know um you should be inspired by this because you know here's somebody doing what he wants to do even that even though he's in a space where he technically shouldn't yeah and it's like okay this this is awesome but yeah. um the um, really kind of last thing is i've just kind of really learned over the years that i'm really just an old soul um and born in the wrong time period right not, not necessarily the wrong time because um for whatever reason um in all these different social settings, I can just almost bond with anybody oh, or just try to find the good and, you know, and, and everybody that's, that's going on. And it's like, it's like, no, you know what? Let's lift each other up. Even, even yeah. you're like, you're one of the most positive people, dude. So I'm glad we've had you around. And I feel like I did say, I wanted you to be one of the first and the re and I'm glad that we kept you towards the backpack because <laughs> it's made it that much easier for us. We're obviously that much more comfortable doing this. And right. we, we know now how to really bring a conversation yeah. to people's attention and do it in a different form than what is normally done. Um, and thank you for taking the time for us. Um, there's, there's more than there's more than enough knowledge that's been given to all of us today from what you have said and even though you don't think it's much but <laughs> dude we talked about some fucking serious shit in a oh, yeah. very gentle light and people don't know that but if you know when they hear this part they're gonna understand that what we talked about is like damn dude like that's we know that it was worse yeah. than that but these guys talked about it like it was nothing and it was just whatever it happened and we moved past it and we came like we're all we're all good people we're all we're all here for a good reason and you know i think that you've uplifted all of us to be honest like you actually make me feel like i'm a nicer person when i have you around yeah to be yep. nice. same That's thing with right. duty because you know if you don't i'm gonna beat your ass yeah yep. exactly yeah. <laughs> another reason I mean, he put us in headlocks, man. <laughs> much taller than the both of us, even though I know you're tall, way taller than me, both of you. But like, still, he'd still hold us and just, you know, it would just be a funny sight to see. We got to make sure we get something like that one day. Yeah, we'll, um, yeah. we'll, we'll make it happen. Absolutely, man. You got to give us at least an out, a year in Lake Placid somewhere, you know, one time somewhere, and we will win a championship. And don't worry about your, your uh <laughs> skating ability or feeling like you yeah, they got me in the team so that you know yeah. your, your record you, you can beat that well um actually i have to um you know maybe maybe later i have to show you show you a few videos <laughs> all right let's do it i mean if there's anything you want to show to the public we'll post it on our on our uh social media too we're at the wet down on instagram facebook youtube you name it we got it our website is the wetdownpodcast.com 
feel free to check us out there. You can like, you can subscribe everything. You can get to every piece of everything that we have. I know I'm saying it in an awkward way, but that's just who the fuck I am. I'm smart enough to know that I'm awkward, but not smart enough to know how to fix it. Um, That's just my life and where I'm at. So anyone needs anything, contact us about our network. Feel free to get to us. Everyone, this is episode 40 of the Wet Down Podcast. A big thank you to James, Dookie, Kevin. Anybody got anything to say before we run? No, man. I'm all set. All right. Dookie, you're good? Good. All right, everybody. This is the Wet Down Podcast, episode 40. See ya. See ya. Talk about everything and nothing at the same time. Catch us Tuesday afternoon when it goes live. Always bringing something different each and every time. You know that. You know that. Talk about everything and nothing at the same time. Catch us Tuesday afternoon when it goes live. Always bringing something different each and every time. You know that. You know that. You know that.